Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. Hello everybody, how are we? Good evening Andrea and Olg and Bev and Bluing and Sue. Right, let's kick off. I always tend to witch around in the, in the, um, at the beginning, don't okay, I? Hey, I'm going to come to you next. What's your question? Hi Tracy, I don't Hello. know if you can hear me. I can hear you. Can you hear me, Kay? Fabulous, yes I can, thank you. Perfect. How can I help? So, um, obviously, there's a lot of history behind this, and it's quite a complex situation, I think, that I've found myself in. Um, I am halfway through a divorce with my husband. We've had the consent order granted. We came to a verbal agreement about how we were going to split our finances, and I agreed to sell our former matrimonial home on that basis. Yeah. I, we've been married for uh, just 16 years now um, and I am now sole carer of both of our daughters that are 15 and 13. Yeah. We've moved out um, cheaper house, obviously, to in order so that he can get his housing needs met was what I was wanting to do. So the girls both have some homes that they can go to both of us um since then he's then retrieved his um verbal agreement and wanting to then claim off me when the girls are 18 and is changing the goalposts continuously so i've tried to negotiate with him for quite a number of months now and i've um up requesting a stay application because he is and I'm trying to make this as brief as I possibly can. Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> um, he it, has a long ongoing claim um, that is about to come to fruition in the next year or so, which obviously I've been involved in. I did not want to have any part of that. That was never in the agreement. However, because he's wanting to make a claim against me, it puts me in a very vulnerable financial position for the future therefore i've requested a stay application um, until we can manage to sort out the finances and he's saying that he's going to go to court and get the um the stay application hasn't actually been properly granted yet we've got the hearing in a few weeks and he says um now that he's wanting to um discuss finances obviously because he knows pretty much that i've cranked it up a notch to you know some kind of I'm with you I'm proper with negotiation you, okay. yeah, well, how can I help yeah. I totally get where you're coming so, from yeah so he's then messaging me as if I'm being unreasonable now because I'm not sort of trying to come to a very fast conclusion because I'm apprehensive obviously because of everything that he's changed in the past so well, okay What's he's saying basically if I don't agree I think yeah sorry go on just ask the question 
well, I suppose I have quite a few different questions, but just to try and stick to the main part, will he be able to get the stay application cancelled just because I've not then wanted to play ball basically at okay. his beck and call. Yeah, I hear you. Let me jump in. So for those of you that are listening, yeah. the divorce is ongoing. Kay's made an application to stay the divorce proceedings, uh, effectively stay the final order in the divorce or the decree absolute, whichever one it is, so that finances can be sorted. What you need to do though, Kay, is do something about the finances. At the moment, there seems to be a lot of focus around the stay. You've made the stay. He's going to make an application to remove the stay. Crack on with the finances. Because if you go to court to have the hearing about the stay, you haven't really got any further with the finances. So if you can't agree, or you can't reach an agreement, then you make your application for a Form A. So at least you've got something to give the judge when he's thinking about removing or keeping the stay. OK, so I would just, just get on with it, is what I would say. <clears throat> I mean, effectively... So to start... <clears throat> I was just going to say that the background to it is there was an agreement around finances and now there's not. So if there's no agreement, as I've said before, um, negotiation between the parties doesn't work. That's step one. Step two is mediation. Step three is a court application. By the sounds of it, you've done step one to death. So I would now crack on with your mediation yes. and then the court application. So at least you've got something to tell the court. Because if you ask the court to give a stay for your divorce and you can't show that you're doing anything with the finances, then, you know, it'd be hard pressed for the court to agree. Yeah. Um, Did you have another question, Kate? The second part of that, I guess, is that he has um, this ongoing ill health claim that he's anticipating is going to be a success, which is also going to be quite a considerable sum to him. So when I'd ended up getting some advice a while back now, obviously, because things have changed since then, um, the solicitor had said that there's no way that they can sort of gauge what would be a fair outcome with finances at this stage because he still has this ill health claim ongoing. But it, but it's all peripheral, Kay. At the end of the day, we can't be hanging about to see what claim may or may eventuate would be my rationale. If, if you need to move on and get the finances sorted, then do it. I guarantee you... The ill health claim will form part of the negotiations. There will be a way to resolve. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be hanging on potentially for a long time. It's it that that's just a periphery. Yeah. So just just crack on with it, Kay, is what I would say. If you've got no agreement, then it may be that you need to make that mediation referral. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Pleasure. No problem. Thanks, Kay. Olg, I'm going to come to you. Oh, I can hear you. Hello. How Hello. Are you? Can you? I can hear you. Can you now. hear me now? Yes. What's oh, your, thanks. What's your question? Um, my, my question is, I spoke to you a couple of times before and um, I'm doing divorce by myself and it's kind of stuck because court lost paperwork. Yeah. So my, my question is, what can I do if court lost papers? It's been 14 months now since our first date in court and they cannot find court orders and oh. they have never sent them out. Oh, dear. Um, I think you'd have to throw that one back to the court, wouldn't you? I mean, is this is this in terms of finance, children, divorce? What's this about? Finances, a divorce. Which one, Olg? Finances or divorce? Finances. Finances. So how many hearings did you have? One or two? Just one. Just and one. And they never sent out. Okay. What what were the directions made at that hearing? Was it just to complete the formies, do questionnaires, things like that? 
I had to provide uh, three actuaries for my husband's pension, and okay. he had to provide missing pa paperwork from his um, uh, exchange. Was it from your our... Was it your application? Uh, yes, it was. Have you got a copy of that application? Yes. Okay, great. Well, then what I would do is I would send the court in a copy of your application so that we've already had the first hearing. This was the directions made at that hearing. We're ready to proceed to a second one. Please list it for a second one. Now, if the, oh, court, okay. don't wanna, and, uh, if the court don't want to do that, then they'll come back to you with a resolve. But that's what I would be suggesting. Be as helpful as you can. Give as much paperwork to the court as you possibly can. Um, it could be that it's been okay. it's literally been filed under the wrong case number. You know, somebody, you know, with a, with a sort of an ounce of common sense in, in the court office may be able to find your papers because it happened. You know, your, your matter's been issued because you obviously got yeah. to go to court the first time. So it'll be somewhere yeah. in the system. It's just a shame the court have lost it. But just push back and say, well, look, never mind the court have lost it. Uh, we just need to get it listed for the next hearing, the second hearing, and move the matter on. I have been emailed them, emailing them for about a year, and, yeah, they just keep popping you off. Oh, yeah, just give what? us a call. Just send us another email, yeah, and nothing ever happened. What, so. what, what <laughs> well, thank you for your help. What, Olg, what court are you in? Uh, Chelmsford, Chelmsford Family Court. Okay, that's a tricky one because you don't want to keep emailing if they're not. Have you have you have you made a complaint to the court? Maybe that's the way forward. No, actually. no. Yeah, I think I think I'd be making I'd be making a complaint then to the court, and maybe then you'll get your matter listed. I think you've just got to um, be, be a little bit firmer with them. Make a complaint. Oh, just yeah. all, right. all right. Thank you. Thank you for your pleasure. Cool. Thank no you. Problem. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, Lauren, I'm going to come to you next whenever you're ready. Ask me your question. And ABZ, you are after Lauren. Um, yeah, so my question, I've got two questions. Yeah. Um, the first one is that um, I am actually going into my final hearing um, whenever I get a date. However, um, I was video calling uh, my daughter the other day and my ex had mentioned that she doesn't, whenever, like if the judge or the court decides that my daughter is allowed to um, come and stay with me. Um, my ex basically said that said to my daughter that she wouldn't be allowed to come to my family home. However, if I have a separate location where I can take my daughter, as in another house or something, then she would be allowed to. Is my daughter allowed? Or sorry, is my ex allowed to dictate who is in my daughter's life and who isn't if she comes to visit me? No, absolutely not. You have parental responsibility, and therefore you are best placed to make the decisions about who your daughter spends time with or sees or has contact with in the same way that you extend mum that courtesy. So, you know, you don't <laughs> say to mum, you know, when, when my daughter's with you, I want to know exactly who's with you, blah, blah, blah. So, no, absolutely not. Okay. Mum has no, no right to okay. do that. Perfect. Um, that's given me a bit of ease. Um, the second question is, when we went through our divorce, um, we did a financial settlement as well. However, there was a case of um, a gold item. So my, so in Muslim culture or Pakistani culture, um, we would we give um, her sister uh, a gold bracelet and they give my sister a gold necklace. Now it's not part of dowry or it, it's more more of a gift. Um, but her, so in our uh, divorce, our financials, um, it was said that the solicitors weren't dealing with it and that we would do the exchange ourselves through family. Um, I had a non-molestation letter against me or an order against me, so I couldn't reach out to them, so I waited for them to reach out to me. Now, what they've done in, in the 
in that time they haven't reached out or anything like that. But what they've done is actually filed a small claim, a small claim um, application in the court to my brother-in-law, um, so my sister's husband. Um, I don't know how to deal with that if I'm if I'm being honest, even though I'm wanting to deal with it amicably. Yeah. So and and I can't assist if I'm being completely honest because that's outside of my area. I I. I'm purely family law, so once you go over to the small claims, you're more civil then, um, which is which isn't okay. isn't isn't my bag. I'm so sorry. I just I just wouldn't know the process for the for the small claims. And I suppose what you're asking me is, you know, what are their chances of success in getting the jewellery back? Um, I mean, if it was in the family yeah, look, court, I... a gift's a gift, but I, I don't know how the small claims would treat that. I I genuinely don't know. Right. Okay. No. So my thing is like because it says in the financial um, part is that we would deal with it ourselves amicably. Yeah. I'm happy to provide that in the small claims court yeah. to say right. You know what? These guys aren't giving us the opportunity to deal with it amicably. Yeah. Um. And my brother-in-law has nothing to do with this. If if anything, it was my sister who it was gifted to. Yeah. Um. So why are you bringing my brother-in-law into it is, 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 so is, is the issue. I, I suppose your brother-in-law then is the defendant, is that right? Because he's named on the application. Yes, correct, yeah. yeah. So, well, so He's got nothing to do with that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, but he's named now as, as the defendant. So it would be for him to advise the small claims court that this has been dealt with by the family court um, and perhaps mm-hmm. try to convince them that the family court has jurisdiction of it. And in any event, he doesn't have the, the gold, he doesn't have the bracelets, they're nothing to do with him. Um, but again, I mm-hmm. I wouldn't like to to be too firm in my answer because I genuinely don't know. But my, my instinct would tell me that I would be raising with the civil court that actually this is dealt with up the road by the family court, do you know what I mean? Um, and, and that we have jurisdiction there. Okay, yeah, All perfect. Right. Sounds good. Give that a try. All right, thank you. Perfect. Thank Bye. you. Cheers for me. Uh, Lauren, you are next. Let me take you off mute. How can I help? Hi, can you hear me now? I can, yeah. Hi. Hi, yeah. Um, so you answered one of my questions um, the last time you was live. It was about a relocation order yeah. um, in regards to domestic abuse. Yeah. Um, you said that I wouldn't need it because I'm not moving abroad. Um, I'm really concerned now because my solicitor keeps advising... Um, me not to move until I have this relocation order, even though I'm just moving four hours away. So I'm still within um, England um, and I'll be close enough to um, my ex-partner's sister. So my son will still have parental, um, his other parent, like yeah, his father's family. And I'm trying my best to keep as much relationship as I can with them. Um, I'm just really concerned. I'm I keep wanting to go to the refuge that they're offering. Um, well, they're offering me a travel lodge um, up there. Um, but I'm just really concerned that something's going to come back on me because there are, every time I mention that I really want to go, um, the domestic abuse advisor is saying I can go. They're like, no, I advise you not to go because of this relocation order. Um, I'm in the mortgaged house that I jointly own with him, um, but he does not live here anymore. Um, so I will be leaving the house empty. Um I don't really know what else I can do. Um, is, is there an order in place at really the moment, situation. Lauren? Obviously, I just want to escape the abuse now. Is there, is there an order in place at the moment? There's no order. He did have a non-molestation order, but there's no um, cookie order or anything like that in place. So if you left, you're breaching nothing? No, I'm not breaching anything, no. Well, then my suggestion stands the same. You're, you're not breaching anything. 
you're fleeing domestic okay. violence by the sounds of it. You're not in breach of anything. You you haven't, you know, you haven't done anything wrong. So nothing can possibly, like, sorry, I'm getting emotional. It's just that I've, for so long, the solicitor was advising me not to go. Um, and I, it, I think it's got my anxiety so high not to go now. Um, I just want to be safe. Um, so, 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 okay, look, put it yeah, another way then. Go, go back to your solicitor and say, I hear what you're saying. What will the consequences be if I go? Ask them to tell you what the consequences are. She told me, um, she basically said he can um, apply for an order and I would be made to move back down here. Disagree. Straight away. Disagree. Absolutely disagree. Okay. Disagree completely. Okay, so... And, and, and I'll, give you, I'll, give you an, I... I'll give you an example, Lauren. So, um, yeah. I, I um, obviously, I have, to, I have to be discreet, but the same thing is happening yeah. uh, with one of my clients. The move has taken place... Um, you know, children have, have started in, in a different school. Um, father has made an application, um, but the move took place at the end of the, uh, the school term, the beginning of summer holidays. And I suspect that the court aren't going to ask mum to relocate and move the children back. There's no consequences. There's no consequences. Okay. I mean, let, let's, so, be, let's um, be realistic. Do you, sorry, think, um, do you honestly think that a court's going to make you go back into a domestic violent relationship into the property? I suspect not. No, no. no. I mean, I've tried my best. I've even um, gone, you know, the parenting app. Um, I've sent him um, links to join one so that we can, so I know that they can be used in court and whatnot. They, um, and he's just said no to them. He doesn't want to use them. Um, so I am really trying my best in order for him to have positive com like communication. I've got a separate phone for him. I'm, I, I really am trying my best in order to separate everything as much as I possibly can. The house is up for sale. Um, it's just worrying me. And um, they also said about schools, I would need his permission in order for the children to start a new school. So that's also worrying me that, you know, I can't move them from a school because I need his permission and I can't, um, you, you know, it, it's just, everything is just very, speak, speak, um, speak to my the anxiety. New, speak to the new school, Lauren, give them a call. That's what I would do. Okay. Give them a call and say, do you need mine and dad's permission? Explain about the domestic violence. You're fleeing a relationship. See what they say. Okay. All right? Okay. Fab. Yeah, thank Thanks, you so Lauren. much. Thank you. That's okay. Bye. Doodle, you are next up. Um, that's a great word, isn't it? Doodle. Doodle, doodle. Uh, whenever you're ready, ask me your question. While I'm waiting for you, Doodle, I will go to S. Patel. Um, well, today I have one city of... One's the wrong word. I have... Achieved custody of my son oh, well as done. a consent order. Well um, done, you. That's excellent news. Well done. Thank you. No, you know, thank you to you. So every week I've been listening to you and I've been using every single piece of advice. I know. But the question I've got: We've also got a prohibited steps order in place. Yeah. Can I keep that in place, or do I? Can I let that go now, or well, is that two different separate things? If if it's part of your order that you that you got from the court recently, then it, the PSO will yeah. stay in place until further order of the court. Okay, so if you okay, want it fine. removed, you would need to apply to have that removed. Okay, that's one question. Second question, if I'm beachy keener, so we've got a lives with me but sees mum. Yeah. What right does that give me? Does that give me the ability to move schools, move doctor's surgery, take him on holiday, 
without her consent or do I need her consent at every stage? So the three big areas where you do need um, the other parent's consent, regardless of any kind of child arrangements order, is medical, health and education. So where you've got some big okay. decisions to make there, you would um, need to let mum know, have mum involved in that, okay? With regard okay. to moving, you don't need mum's permission to move so long as the existing child arrangements order allowing mum contact won't be affected. But if your move is going right. to impact that order, you might want to yeah. either take some advice or speak to mum because ideally what yeah. you want to do is keep the contact going. Um, it might be that the pattern changes depending on where you're moving to. But if there's no change to the pattern of contact with mum, then no, you don't need mum's permission at all. You can go where you like. Uh, he just wants one day a month now. Oh, bless. He doesn't want any other, one other, any other contact. But listen, um, Tracy, I just want to say thank you for everything. I've been Pleasure. listening attentively every single week or Bless days. You. Bless you. So thank you, you know. Absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you. it. No, it's, it's a pleasure. And thank you for coming back and letting me know um, what's happened. I'm genuinely pleased. And I, I see your face every time I'm on Discord. You're right. You're always in the lounge listening and, and asking questions. So well done you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Good night. Bye-bye. Um, what a great success story. That is so good. I'm so pleased. Um, Dillis, you are up next. Apologies. Uh, you're on mute, Dillis. So whenever you're ready. Hi. Oh, there we go. Hello. Hi. How can I help? Um, I've got two questions, hopefully yeah. both very quick. Okay. Um, one is regarding my partner. He filed for divorce over a year ago. Um, all the financial settlements done and dusted a couple of months ago. Yeah. And he keeps chasing his solicitor to see whether he's got his decree absolute. And they're completely ignoring him. Um Without a reference number or anything, is there any other way he can check whether he has his decree absolute or not? What? What? So can he just check with the court? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he can send an email to the court with his reference number on and they'll let him know. How will he know which court um, it's at? Has, will... has, he, has he got no paperwork? No, because no. they filed for him. Um, he's paid all his monies and everything and the financial order's been done, but he doesn't have um, his, like any of the divorce certification. Okay. Like the nice eye or anything. Okay. So has he got any of the financial paperwork? Yes. Yeah. I, would I it be would, on that one? Well, I would start with that court. So that will have the court okay. and the case number on. So I would email the court with that case number and say, whilst this was the financial case, is the court able to tell me if the decree absolute or final order has been pronounced in this matter? Lovely. Thank you. And, and chances, um, are, chances are it has been because... The financial order, if you have a read of the financial order, Dillis, it generally says that the consent order or the financial order will come into effect upon the pronouncement of the decree absolute or final order. So if you don't have that okay. decree absolute, then the financial order's um, affected. But yeah, just I would just go straight to the court. Pretty rude of the other side not to respond, if I'm honest, but there we yeah, go. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my second question yeah. was uh, relating to me. Um, I got my divorce over a year ago now. Um, the father's children had a history of drug use. Um, in February this year, I stopped all physical contact and filed a non-molestation order, which was granted for both myself and the children. Yeah. Um, he, One of those uh, things is that he's not to harass me. He keeps emailing over and over and over asking to see them. He's allowed to contact me in relation to um, visiting the children, 
but he's not allowed to harass or threaten. Um, I've asked him, unless he's emailing me, to give me the details of the drugs test that I've asked him to do yeah. in relation to seeing the children, that he needs to stop, but he continues. I really want to know, A, what the consequence is, and B, I blocked him from the children's phone last week because he has a weekly phone call. He forgets often to call them, and then when he does, he consistently says to them, Mummy won't let me see you, I'm doing everything I can, but she's stopping this and she's stopping that. Um, which is causing my eldest, who's got autism, a lot of upset. Okay. He then also texts them or writes messages like that in their birthday cards, etc. Um, my question is, I'm concerned if I'm going to get in trouble if he takes me to court, because I've seen a lot about parental alienation and things, yeah, yeah. where realistically I've asked him to stop speaking to the children about adult matters, but he won't. Will I get persecuted for that? No, 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 absolutely not. I mean, where contact is uh, stopped or an order is breached because of the welfare of the children, there will be no consequences for that, no. And clearly okay. that there are some ongoing issues or external factors that are impacting on dad's ability to have a healthy relationship with the children. So, you, yeah, okay. you, you, I mean, ju just keep everything by way of evidence, Dillis. So any text messages, cards and things like that, um, even re yeah. you know, recordings of phone calls so that you can attach them as exhibits to future statements if you need them. OK, but no, Thank you. If, if it's a decision made because it's in the best interest of the children you, and by the signs of it, it is, then you should be fine. Uh, yeah, I think like he keeps putting off the drugs test because he says he's saving to take me to court because... I'm treating him like an animal. Um, but then on the second uh, breath, he's offering to buy them a phone contract each. So he's obviously, I'm presuming, still using. Um, and that's why he's just trying any delay tactic. But yeah. also, if I was to report him for keep pestering me via email, would he get arrested or would... I don't know why I'm still concerned for his feelings for some of the things he's done for me, but... yeah. I, mean, I don't I, I, want him to go to prison, but I want him to stop. stop. Whether or not he'll be arrested, I don't know, because that falls into the criminal arena. Um, so I, I can't really answer you there. Um, but what I can say is that I don't think you've got any concerns in stopping the contact. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Bad. Pleasure. Thanks, much appreciated. Dennis. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, soul to soul, you are next. What's your question? Hi, good evening. Hello. Um, I've got a couple of, couple of questions, if I may. Yeah. Um, so I'm in the middle of my um, financial uh, remedy. Um, I've got a final hearing listed in January. Yeah. However, during that period, we, we've had to get a survey done by a single joint expert um, who's overvalued the house by 34%, um, which is about 200 grand. Uh, and the reason I know that because there were similar properties sold on my same road for far less. Um, and I also contacted another survey and the local estate agents and they said you'll never get that much money for that house the comparisons he's made have been to um houses that are completely different build a lot larger uh got detached garages etc etc now when i questioned the single joint expert he um um said no it's the right price we won't uh it's the right valuation etc etc i then took it to ricks who said they couldn't deal with it um because of the nature of the case uh, but I could take it to Cedar. Now, um, when I took it to Cedar, I did. I, I looked at all the calculations he had done, and 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 what I worked out is he's measured the house completely wrong. And 
with his own evidence, he said he's used this red book valuation. Now, on the front cover of that red book, it says it very specifically, this is not to be used for valuation purposes for offices and residential properties. And this is the method you, you should do. So I did quite a lot of it, a reading. Now, when I went to CEDA, they said, look, we can't deal with this either because of court proceedings. Um, and as part of the single joint experts um, evidence, there was email correspondence between him and my ex in regard to her accusing me of domestic abuse, none of which had been proven, and which all are, are lies. Uh, and he had brought that to see. There was also, oh, look, she's a, uh, uh, a domestic abuse sufferer, et cetera, et cetera. What's your, now, so what's your question will, of me? Sorry, just go straight to your question. So the question I'm... is, what can I do in order to get a true valuation? And and uh, so when I get to the final, before I can get to the final, I, I, I've made a D11 application to try, to try to get struck out. But the fact that they've been having these conversations that I've not been party to, uh, in terms of the valuation, what is it that I can do now? Because well, my concern well, is a, bit, an order's going to be made. Yeah, let me jump in. Uh, but the valuations. Let me jump in there. So by the sounds of it, you've already done it. You need to get a D11 application in, which you've already done, for an interim hearing, because the final hearing, you say, cannot go ahead based on the valuation that's before the court currently. And at that interim application, you are asking for another independent valuation to be done. Now, I'm not saying that you'll succeed in that. That's going to depend on your evidence and if you're able to persuade the court. But that's the answer to your question, essentially. OK. And the second question was in terms of the financial disclosure. My access ha hasn't done it since the first hearing, even when we got to uh, the second hearing. And the judge made an order uh, for her to comply, uh, to be able to give her the financial. Now, in the first hearing, she made out that she didn't have her car anymore. She didn't have certain jewellery that I'd given to her. But at the FDR hearing, she had said on record, oh, yeah, I've got those items. But yet she's still not included, included it in her up-to-date um, uh, disclosure. I'm not too sure what I can do there because... In one hand, she'd say she's got it. On the other hand, on paperwork, she's saying she hasn't. So at the final hearing, you're asking for the court to include these items if you feel they're going to make a massive difference to the case. And it would be in the final hearing that you would, under, well, you wouldn't do it, but under cross-examination, you would put to her, in this hearing you said you didn't, in this hearing you said you did. Do you or don't you? And then, of course, hopefully she'll say, I do. Um, and then the court will include them as evidence. Or, or take them as part uh, of the decision. Okay, and in terms of a non-compliance, does that when it gets to the, the final hearing, does the judge would they look at that? It, it depends. Not it depends. In the whole process. She, so it depends why she didn't comply. You know, if she just turns around and says, "Oh, I forgot, um, I didn't realise," or you know, "There's been a lot going on," then no, the court's not going to penalise. The court's more focused on getting a fair and reasonable financial settlement for both of you. OK, they're, they're right. not they're really not going to go into the case as as much detail as you would. OK, they just want to make sure all the evidence is before the court and that the final order that's made in terms of finance is, is a fair and reasonable one. Right. OK. All right. Okay. Thank you for that. Pleasure. Bye bye. Bye. Abigail, you are next up. What's your question? Hello. Hello. Um, I'm just wondering. So I've got two little ones. I've got a little girl and a little boy and um, they go down south to see their dad and spend time with their dad 
Um, now, the last time, oh, it was only a couple of weeks ago, actually, from the six weeks holidays, it's just my son that actually goes at the moment. Um, he's come back. Basically, I just want to know what I can do about stopping my ex-partner. He's basically sat him down and explained that he has to pay me maintenance every month. Um, his mum's basically sat him down and she's just filled his head full of the most awful things about me. Um, and every time I question and say, like, you know, why are you talking to our son about this? He's only five, it's not really appropriate, etc. Every time I raise a concern, I'm either a liar, my son's a liar, or it's just completely ignored. But it's starting to get progressively worse to the point where my son doesn't really want to go now. Um, and this has already happened with my oldest. So what's your question of me, Abigail? How do you stop it or can it you stop contact? Yeah, is it like is there any way that I can actually stop it? Because it's it, in my eyes, it's kind of abusive sitting like our son down and saying, "Oh, your mummy's this, your mummy's that." You know, he asked for lunch or something on the way back up, and he was like, "Oh, well, no, ask your mummy because that's what daddy pays for." So it's that sort of like rubbish, and it's so, just it's too much for a five-year-old. So there's no way that the family court can make an order that prevents an adult or a human from saying something. So that's out, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, if, however, what they're saying is having a detrimental impact on the child, then by all mm -hmm. means, you can reduce contact. And by the sounds of things, the child's eventually not going to want to go to contact anyway. Now, what could then happen is the other side take you to court because they allege that you've stopped contact, that you're alienating the child, etc. And when you get to court, and don't be intimidated by that application, when you get to court, you would then make um, known uh, the reasons that, that contact was reduced or stopped. Do you know what I mean? But no, we're not able to get yeah. them to stop because how do we police that? I mean, the court couldn't make an order in that in those terms anyway, but how do we police that? Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah. It's just I don't know whether or not my son would be listened to in the court because he's so five. manipulative. No, no, not it's not unbelievable. Not at five, he wouldn't be. I mean, the judge isn't going to hear from your from your son, but Kafkas would be involved. Mm -hmm. So Kafkas, and would, so would my son be, be taken seriously, basically, because he's you know he's only five. He doesn't lie. He doesn't really know how to. But yeah. it's just some of the things that he comes out with are so adult. It's just not right. And like I say, he's five. Let him yeah. be a child. Do you yeah, know what exactly, I mean? Yeah. No, he doesn't Kaf need to know about maintenance yeah. and what he thinks about me. And, so I think Kafkas would, you know, need, it's, it's would be horrible. asked to make a Section 7 report at the end of the day and, and they mm -hmm. would be able to flush out exactly what's gone on, you know, and how they do mm -hmm. that. I mean, that depends on your Kafkas officer. Um, but they would certainly mm -hmm. be able to flush out if, if these things are being said to the child for sure. Yeah, well, it's not just him. It's his, um, It's not just the father telling my little boy. It's the father's mom as well. But that—that's the process. All right. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Abigail. Bye. Uh, Baluk, you are next up. What's your question? Hi. Can Hello. you hear me? I can. Yeah. What's your question? Hi. Um. So I've just I've got two questions. Um. When, so I've I've recently come out of a, a of an abusive marriage and um in the process I was offered a refuge and um I actually wanted to move um I had to move um but I'm now about an hour away um from my children's dad I have two children six and three um but we are now in the family court and um. The issue of my, you know, the, 
the issue of my moving um, has been raised in the court. My case is quite similar to the lady who spoke earlier. Um, and, you know, my solicitors had initially said um, they had actually advised me not to move. Um, and just like her, I was very anxious. Um, but I, I really, I, I had to move. My, my first question is, um, how will this be viewed by the judge? Will Because one of the things that my solicitor had told me at the time um, is that the court will look, um, I think what she said was they, they will be critical of me. Um, so I just wanted to know uh, how I'll be, how, how this will be viewed uh, by the judge. So you, how it will be viewed? You leaving a a domestic violence relationship? Is yeah, that, it wouldn't be viewed negatively if if that's what you're concerned about, okay. because obviously right. you, you 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 can't stay in a relationship like that where where your safety is at risk. So it it wouldn't be viewed negatively by the court, not at all. Okay, because uh, like I said, I also had to make sure that I'm not too far from the dad uh but yeah it was something that i really needed to do thanks for that um the second question is um so my ex is now claiming um to the court that i'm the one who abused him even though he was arrested um although the case um there was no further action uh but um he's now decided to uh <clears throat> basically tell go and make a police report which didn't get any um attention with the police um and he's also made claims that i've been abusive toward towards our children um the police obviously had to visit the property to see the children but they came very late at night around 10 30 both children were asleep um they made me wake them up um I had to leave my six-year-old with the police officer to speak to him. Um, and I had to wake up my three-year-old as well at the time. Now, the situation is after the police left my my child, um, the older one has been, it's been about two weeks now, and he's still constantly referring to the police situation and is clearly distressed unhappy about what happened and said he actually does know, he thinks he knows who called the police, uh, again, because he had witnessed some of the domestic abuse in the past. Um, my, I'm now thinking to get a non-molestation order against my ex because um, there's, he's been bombarding me with emails. This action that's now affected both my children is also there. Is this reasonable grounds to apply for a non-molestation order? So you, you'd you have to take some advice on that one because um, non-molestation order, there is a test that you need to pass or a bar that you need to meet. Um, so you would have to take some advice because they would go into some detail with you there. Um, do you know if you qualify for legal aid? No, I don't. Okay, have you got a pen? I do, yes. I'm going to give you a number, and if you want to give this line a call, they're open till 8 o'clock. They're called the Civil Legal Advice Line. If you talk to them, then they will be able to establish if you qualify for legal aid. 
And if you do qualify for legal aid, then you will be appointed a solicitor who can then advise you of the merits of a non-molestation order. Okay, okay. so I, I have actually, so my support workers had actually advised this um, earlier this year and I phoned DV Assist and they'd said that um, I didn't meet the criteria for uh, legal aid. So I know for sure that I'm not, because I'm on a on a visa as well, that doesn't allow me recourse to public funds. Okay. Um, so, in, so I'm so... not able to make any claims on legal aid. So in that case, then, you're, you'd have to pay privately, um, but you're still going to need to take advice about whether or not you can get a non-mole. It's not something I'd be able to answer you on Discord because there'd be a lot more information, okay. just sort of going through what's happened in more detail, um, which obviously I don't want yeah. you to do here. Um, so you t take, okay. some, take some advice on that, okay? Okay, no right. problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Um, five six eight angel. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. What's your question? Um, so my question is: I've recently had a section seven report done. Yeah. Um, and we've re released and we've been able to read it. There's things within the report that aren't true. Um, can you like put forward to say that you don't you don't agree with what's been put in the order yeah. in the report? Yeah, absolutely. You can challenge it, and you can do that uh, by your statement. Um, because I would have thought that you've been given permission to write a statement before the next hearing. So you can definitely challenge it there. Um, if the matter proceeds to a final hearing, and I hope that it wouldn't, but if it does, you can also challenge it at the final hearing. Because yeah. obviously my child has come home. She's been seen at school by the Kafkas worker. Yeah. And I've read a bit out and I said, I, I asked my daughter a question. She said, I said no to that. But in the, all, in the report, the ladies put that she said yes to it. And she said no. Sorry, say that again. She 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 suggested what? So so she it's about relationship with her father. Yeah. Um, apparently she was asked, would you want to see your father again? And she said no. And the in the order, the Kafkas worker has put that she does want a relationship oh, with her father. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean that that's that's fundamental, isn't it? Because um, it, did, yeah. did she then have a conversation with Kafkas about why was was that topic broached or not? Was it just a straightforward? Question. Um, yeah, no, he, she was asked why she doesn't want to see him. Okay. And um, she has stated, because um, he's quite verbally abusive um, and stuff. So okay. you, that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. Are, are you aware of the Kafkas officer's um, details, contact details, such as email address? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, have you put the question to them? Perhaps. Um, no, I haven't. No, yeah. I was just wondering, would I yeah, put her straight to them or would yeah, I go absolutely. through my solicitor? Oh, I see. If you've got a solicitor, yeah, get the solicitor to put the question to yes. them. But yeah, absolutely. You, you can you can ask the question. Um, and obviously that will stand you in good stead if it's brought up later on, um, because, you know, you'll be seen to have asked the question early on as soon as you got the CAFCAS report. Because we're doing court in nine days time. Oh, right. OK. Yeah, I mean, I would put that to them now um, and then obviously raise yeah. it in your statement and have your solicitor raise it at the next court hearing that, you know, the... the, the a Kafkas report is sort of fundamentally flawed. Perfect. Thank you so much for your help. Pleasure. No problem. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Gary B, you are next up whenever you're ready. Ask me your question. There we go. Hey, Gary. Hi. Uh, you, I had two questions, but you've already answered the ones in your, in your, in your previous uh, calls about um, lack of disclosure 
um, the impact on fair and reasonable outcome. Yeah. But my question is really simple, really. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make, we're in the FDR in six weeks, and I'm going to make a pretty realistic offer. I think 60% of the equity in the house, of which there is significant value, 600,000 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, my, my question is, um, I want to offer them to stay in the house until my daughter finishes the GCSEs next year. Will that, will that mean that the final order is delayed or does it come into force at the, at the moment it's agreed? So it comes into force, Gary, when the decree absolute or final order is made uh, as part of your divorce. So that's when it yep. comes into, into force. But it doesn't mean that actions have to take effect then. Because what we ah, can... right. So that, yeah, so, yeah. So the final order can come into place with the decree absolute. Yeah. However, the house sale can be delayed another another eight months or oh, until she's yeah. finished her GCSEs. Absolutely. Perfect. I mean, many times we will sort of say, you know, house is sold in I don't know twenty thirty. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, it won't happen until the future. L lots of things might not happen until the future. So that's absolutely fine. But it will it will become legally binding once the decree absolute or final order is made. Perfect. Thank you. Right. Pleasure. Thanks, Gary. Bye. I know Captain does a lot of work in the evening as well. Um, Cindy, you are next up. What's your question? You've got yourself. Oh, there we go. You're off mute. What's your question, Cindy? Um, hi, I've not applied for a divorce uh, procedure yet. Um, yeah. I've been uh, paying the mortgage solely from, for the property that I have purchased. Yeah. Uh, my husband is still in the property, but he's refusing to pay me any money for the last uh, three months. Yeah. Uh, what are my rights in terms of getting him out of the property? Okay, so we've got lots of questions there, Cindy. Um, first thing I would say is just remember that divorce and finances are completely separate. So the fact that you have started the divorce process means that you can now start the financial process. And I say that just because there are other people listening as well uh, that may think that the divorce will cover off everything. Um, if it's a jointly owned property or the former matrimonial home, it won't really matter um, who's paying the mortgage. Okay, both parties are still entitled to a share of that. Now, because he's entitled to a share of that, doesn't mean that he has to necessarily live there, but your question then was, how can I get him out? And that's an occupational order. Uh, sorry, occupation order. They're very hard to get because what you have to prove to the court is that he's got somewhere else to go and that he can afford to go somewhere else. You know, the court won't make an order lightly that throws somebody out of their home. So, but that's the order that you would be asking for. Your chances of success, which was another part of your question, you're going to need to speak to a solicitor about that because I wouldn't be able to answer that just from what you've told me on Discord. But what I would say is they can be difficult. And a lot of times what I'll say to my clients is just focus on getting the finances. Um, just get the finances sorted because as part of the financial order, eventually the house will be sold or one of you will be um, the main owner of it. You know, one of you will have to move out. Does that um, thank you for answering this. Um, I have not applied for a divorce yet. Okay. Um, it's just that the property, the deed is in my name um, and I put down the deposits. Yeah. He's not a joint owner in, in, the, in this property. Okay. In that case, without a divorce procedure, is there any way I can get him out? on the conditions that he's not paying me anything? Uh, so no, you wouldn't get an occupation order because he's not paying you anything. He's your husband and it's the former matrimonial home by the sounds of it. It doesn't matter that it's in your sole name and it doesn't matter that, you're not pay that he's not paying the mortgage with you. 
Um, you can apply for an occupation order without starting the divorce process if that's all that you want. But as I say, Cindy, they're really difficult to get. And if the grounds of your occupation order is because he's not paying the mortgage, I suspect you won't succeed. Thank you for clarifying this. Thanks. No problem. Thanks, Cindy. Bye. Um, das, you are next up whenever you're ready. Ask me your question. Oh, hi. Yes. Um, just um, so my situation is um, I had a divorce uh, in 2018 and um, I have a daughter with my ex-wife and the custody is with uh, with her. Uh, the issue is we had, we, we, you know, um, she was living in London with her mom and I live in Wales. Um, and I had a court, uh, had a court hearing book for J January. Um, that was because uh, the we, we, there was kind of unequal share of transport. I was doing kind of eighty percent of the transport, you know, to and from London, and the mum was just refusing um, to kind of you know uh, share the transport. So I was doing quite a lot of it. So that's what the court hearing was for. However, she's now moved. She she's now moved back to Wales, where she was living before, only a year before. Um, moved her school, uh, moved her into a new school without consulting me, and she's also told me that uh, in a year's time she uh, uh, she plans to kind of enrol her in, a, in another another school in London in one year. So obviously I'm a bit concerned because you know this is kind of unsettling for our daughter because she only recently moved to London yeah. about a year ago and she's moved back to Wales and then she wants to move back in London again. She has custody and I did mention this to Kafkas and to the court. Um, and if I'm honest with you, they 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 never really you know listen to what I've said that you know she's not given any stability. I've lived in Wales the whole time, and um, I just feel now obviously uh, things have changed. Uh, the court hearing in January is a bit redundant now because you know sharing the transport between you know within Wales is fine. Yeah. But uh, I'm just thinking like you know what is the uh, what is the likelihood of kind of you know getting get custody? Because she's ignoring all my emails. I'm saying that what's happening with the school? Can we talk about it? You know, well, you've made these unilateral decisions without consulting me. You know about our daughter's education. Yeah. Like um, so, I'm I'm just thinking like you know I don't I don't really fancy her moving back and forth. You know you know here here there and all over the UK. Yeah. Just because her mum decides to you know keep keep moving um, moving around. So uh, what are the options in terms of custody or blocking her moving back to London or you know that kind of thing? It, think the court will entertain it essentially so the first thing i would say is that's difficult to answer obviously without knowing more about the case and the context mm -hmm. behind the reasons why mum moves so let's just break mm -hmm. it down a little bit and i'll try to help um having a change of residence or custody is very difficult okay they're very difficult cases to win because the court will essentially want the child to remain in the status quo so if the child's living with mum yeah. and having contact with you that would probably be the court's preference. Now, it, to put an application into the court to stop mum from moving probably wouldn't succeed either because, again, the court don't like stopping adults from living wherever they want to live. Um, so, But in your case, there's already been one move. So, as I say, without knowing a little bit more um, about your case, my suggestion would be, if you haven't done already, Take some advice on, on, on the prospects of success because if I were in your shoes, knowing the little bit that I do, I would certainly be putting in an application for um, a prohibited steps order to stop mum from moving, you know, ju just to sort yeah. of stop for a minute until we can just assess the situation and let's look at the impact on the child. 
And then, of course, the courts want... Because then your application would be, you know, the child should stay where she is and therefore live with me if mum wants to go. And then, of course, the court's going to be looking on the impact of the child in that scenario. So by all means, make the applications, but the prospects Mm. of success, you would need to take some advice on. It's a difficult one because you you have a slight... Sorry, you, you have a slight anomaly in yours in that... Mom's already made one move. It's 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 not common for parents or or a parent to make the move from London to Wales and then want to go back to London again. Generally, they make the move once and then they stay. So that that seems um, yours has a little bit of an exceptional circumstance. I would suggest that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. With with a it is, it's a bit of a, it's a difficult situation because just just in. 2022, I, I was I was in the same situation where mum wanted to move to London, having been in Wales since uh, since our daughter's birth. And at that time, I put in a prohibited steps order to prevent her moving, just because I knew her mum at that time wasn't respecting the court order. You know, like just cancelling my access, changing my access. You know, making up you know under different pretexts. You know, blaming me basically. Yeah. Um, at that time, I did apply for custody, and in the end, I conceded and said, fine, um, go. But I do expect you to do X, Y, and Z, and you know, uphold the court order, yeah. share the. Transport, none of which she respected. She gave, and the problem is they, you know, I, I, I have, I have pretty much have a court hearing every year. It's a very uh, toxic uh, relationship, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we have Kafkas involved. They just, which is not the robust, most robust of uh, assessments. They just take her word as, as, as facts. She yeah. gives them all the, you know, uh, stuff about me, which is not true, and then they just take it as fact and put it on their report. Yeah. So the court, and the court, pretty much always goes with Kafkas, is my um, understanding and my experience. Yeah. So that's not really, you know, gone in my favour every time, and you know, I, every time I've been made to look like a villain, yeah. which is just uh, outrageous. Um, I, I did contact you actually a couple of months, a month or so ago, yeah. because she pre- prevented me from going. Um, uh, on holiday with my daughter, I, you know, I, I managed to kind of get the court to agree for to me to go, but that oh. wasn't uh, wasn't easy in itself. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, she's a very difficult person to deal with. Now I'm back in the situation where she's moving back to Wales again. But then, I mean, that's not the problem. The problem is she's planning already to move in a year back to London. I mean, I just find it outrageous. And yeah, I understand that the court can't prevent what, an adult doing what they're doing. But I, I mean, I don't care what she does. Yeah. Uh, I care about our daughter, and I, I just don't like our daughter being you know disrupted like that. Yeah. You know, back forth. You know, she's been in three or four schools now. Well, it'll be a fourth school if she actually goes next year without any consultation with myself. And think, um, yeah, yeah I, I just feel like I'm, I'm not being taken as an equal parent. Absolutely. And I've got to agree with you based on what you've just said there. But as I say, I think this time you do have an exceptional circumstance, particularly if mum mm. wants to move and then a year later move back again. It might be a mm. position to say, well, let mum go for a year. Um, and then when she comes back, we can look at it again. And in the meantime, the interim position is that your daughter lives with you and stays at school. So I think, mm. you know, d- don't be disheartened by what's happened in the past because everything that you that you predicted would happen has happened. Um, and and it, it seems a little bit unfair for your daughter to keep being moved from school to school when there really is no mm. need. I think you can offer the, the stability, um, I think, is your suggestion. Um, so mm. you know, make the application by all means. Yeah, that's 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 what I was uh, I was thinking. Now the court, because she's in London now, we have an up here, upcoming court hearing in London. Oh. Again, that's pretty much redundant now because it's about sharing of transport. 
which um, is not really much of a big deal. Would I just move that court hearing to to Wales, or would I just cancel that and then make a new new application for a prohibited steps order, I believe, in, in, in her local court? You don't, you don't she's already have, moved back to Wales you now, so, you don't so she's not living in London. That. You don't have to do that. You make a C2 application now. So you, you can mm-hmm. you know, use the... Otherwise, you're going to have to pay the court fee and everything again. Yes. So make the C2 mm. application now, um, requesting that this matter be dealt with in current proceedings. And just, just start yes. it now. I didn't realise you were still in proceedings. Just do it now. Yeah, yeah. So the proceeding is in London, but like I said we, okay. we, I'm living in Wales, and her mum's moved back to Wales. Okay. Will they just continue it in the London London no, no, court, no. or they kind of transfer it to the no. local court in Wales? Yeah, they will. Well, tra- if I if I put in a C two, or they will transfer it to the local court in Wales for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't have to pay an extra fee. I'll just put a C two, which I think is an amendment, is it, of the application no, no. or C- something C- like that? C- and then, yeah. C two is an application within existing proceedings. Oh, but there's no fee with that one, is it? No, no, no fee with it. Okay, yeah, All fair right. enough. Okay. Yes, um, yeah, that's what that's what I thought. But uh, like I said, I have been disheartened in the past because uh, every time, and she's a she's a solicitor herself, so she kind of knows how to, you know, play the game if you like. And I always end up um, not only um, not only you know not not only you know getting what I think is the best for our daughter, but they kind of just kind of make me some kind of um, you know. Some kind of villain who, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a long story anyway. But, yeah, yeah, thank you for your help. And uh, I think that's probably what I'm going to do. OK, no problem. Thank you. Bye. Uh, guys, it's seven. I'm going to wrap it up there. I'm back on Thursday at six. Um, so thank you for everyone that joined me. Apologies, Bingo, Queen and Jane, that I wasn't able to get to you. Um, I did see a couple of people on the TikTok asking um, if their question could be answered. By all means, come back Thursday at six. Obviously, we're all here on a voluntary basis, so I, I can't guarantee um, that any of my helpers are going to be here. Um, but Captain and Mart are the ones that will jump on and ask questions on behalf of others. So by all means, come back at uh, six on Thursday, where we're back here to do another hour of family law um, questions. Um, Thanks as ever, guys, to all of you on the Discord. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope those of you that asked questions and got the answers got something out of it. So until Thursday, take care and I look forward to speaking to you guys then. Thanks so much. Bye.